this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to look at this week's news. And we're starting out with a very powerful story by H. Rose Schneider. We devoted our entire front page to this story. She talked to the wife of a veteran of the Iraq Wars. He's a 20-year member of the military who was having mental health issues and not getting the help he needed. His wife called police. She was worried for his own safety, that he would kill himself. And he ended up with some charges in jail. But this story looks at what is wrong with our safety net, our system that's supposed to help those who have served us risking their own lives. Turning the page, we have another powerful drawing. This front page drawing was also by Carol Coogan, um, illustrating how we should not blame girls for shackles not of their own forging. The editorial looks at a problem that many Americans are not aware of. We often tend to think of human trafficking as either a foreign problem or a problem in our country with people brought from other countries. But there are American girls with an average age of 13 that are selling themselves, usually um, at the behest of pimps. And um, nationally, a law was made to try and combat this, but it mostly is being used for those brought in from foreign countries. New York filled the gap with two pieces of legislation, but it's not being used. This details how many prostitutes are, erect, are arrested, but just a fraction of the traffickers are arrested. It also looks at our social attitudes and the need for a cultural shift. I just used the word prostitute. I should have used the word victim of sexual sex trafficking. This is a letter from a woman who lives in Bern and started a large uh, town discussion on problems with the roads there, and she's adding um, her thoughts that it's a hill town wide problem and he, she wasn't um, fingering any one person. Steve Schreiber of Voorheesville has written in in support of the proposed Hamlet plan. Daniel Burns of Voorheesville has written in encouraging people to vote in favor of, this is an online thing to get funding for, a bike rental station, which would be at the Voorheesville Library. And Mark Grimm, currently a county legislator, but who served on the town board in Gilderland in 2008, writes about earlier doubts that he had about um, Richard Sherwood, who... Um, has since been arrested for grand larceny. We have here the National Merit Scholars from Gilderland High School. Congratulations. And here we have young, perhaps future scholars um, from Altamont Elementary School fourth graders who are giving us their opinion. Eliza on littering, Caden on recycling, and Ashley on pollution, environmentalists all. We have Gary Bates in East Bern writing us about how our country can do better. We have Donna Fisher, a frequent letter writer, 
taking exception with the editorial I did recently urging our readers to help out at RISE, which helps new immigrants to Albany County. And we have another frequent letter writer, Jackie Halleck, who used to live locally and used to consider this a great paper, but no longer does. She is writing because um, we supported our local schools, urged them to, and then congratulated them when they did to set up single-use bathrooms for any gender so that no one needs to feel comfortable. She's very excited because and happy because the Federal Education Department has now issued a decree that um, they will no longer in, investigate um, civil rights complaints from transgender students about bathroom access. But in New York State, both the Attorney General and Education Commissioner sent out a letter Wednesday making it very clear that New York would continue to do so, and we feel confident that our local schools, Voorheesville, Gilderland, and Burnox, Westerlow, will continue to look out for the rights of all of their students. We have some needed comic relief. John R. Williams giving us advice on how to stay young and how to make warts disappear. And Judy Deneen is inviting everyone to the Altamont Reformed Church Spaghetti Dinner, which takes place the first Monday. And here is a very thorough story by Elizabeth. We had online the facts Friday that Richard Sherwood, a judge in Gilderland, had been arrested along with another man, a financial advisor, for allegedly stealing four million dollars um, from an estate that they were entrusted to give the money to charities rather than taking it for themselves. And Elizabeth followed up in finding out that the Court of Appeals has suspended in the, ta- the state's top court, also looked at um, what the town's doing. They had originally uh, cut his salary, but the Court of Appeals has the power to do that and did not do that because of the presumption of innocence until he's been through the process, the judicial process. Elizabeth also looked at whether decisions in court he had made would stand, and she looked at the who would be filling in for him. It's the two other town judges. Gilderland has three, and Judge Bailey and Judge Randall are going to pitch in for the time being. And then finally looked at if it was a partisan issue or not with Mr. Grimm, as we said, and also Warren Redlick, who was on the board in 2008, citing a concern about the assessment of Walgreens and a possible conflict of interest that Mr. Sherwood had then. And finally, the complaint. Um, Elizabeth reviewed that to summarize what specifically the felony charges are against Mr. Sherwood. Sean Mulcairn has written about, so far, a fruitless search for a 71-year-old man, Dr. Bruce Decker, whose car was found a week ago Monday at Thatcher Park, and he has not yet been found. No missing persons report was filed, but it appears he hasn't been to his home. Sean also wrote about the proposed Altamont budget, which is steady and good news. No tax hikes are anticipated. I attended a forum at Albany Law School where I saw a very powerful film co-produced by this woman, Rachel Lloyd. She couldn't come. She had flu. But she herself was a former victim of sex trafficking 
and she's now founded um, a organization based in New York City to help young girls. This one's named Ebony, who are trying to get out of their victim status and being trafficked. And then there was a panel of local experts who are dealing with this right in our midst. And this woman, Melissa Brager, um, a law professor at Albany Law, said it's here. You can choose to look at it or not. She said she's heard of trafficking out of Crossgates Mall. Um, so we urge our readers to have their eyes wide open, read this, and keep looking. Elizabeth also wrote about um, Sharon Mills being arrested. This was after a brawl in Crossgates Mall that was very <laughs> kind of exploded on social media where you can you know see the fight unfolding. There was damage done to some equipment at one of the stores. Blotters arrests as usual. Elizabeth also wrote about this woman who has the short and stout tea shop that's a lounge in Gilderland and very popular and she's going to be moving into a space at Crossgates Mall which was formerly occupied by a national chain owned by Starbucks and um, she thinks her loyal customer base will serve her well and we wish her the best and we salute Jacqueline O'Keefe of Byrne who on Wednesday assumed the position of Chief Warrant Office officer for the Army National Guard of New York, and there was a special ceremony where she was handed a sword as an assumption of power, and that sword had belonged to her son. She has three sons, all of them in the military, as is her husband. Her daughter is still in high school, so too soon to tell about that. And we have Charles Gottlieb, who's joined Whiteman, Osterman, and Hannah's. And here we have many library activities as over as ever. This is Judy Petrosillo, who is writing her last column, she's retiring from a career that really moved the Byrne Library forward and into its new location at the former church there. And Marcello particularly loved this picture of Chef Tegan, who was the winner in the Junior Chef contest that the library held. And in Westerlo, this beautiful quilt was made and is on display at the library to celebrate the library's 30th anniversary. Congratulations. We interspersed opinion, lively opinion, throughout our pages because we have so much dark news this week. Very funny column by Frank Palmieri about staying in shape with snow. Good time to read it as a snowstorm is heading our way. Lots going on with the Altamont Seniors, and we thank John Murphy for reporting in, sending this picture of Carrie Thompson, who sang for the seniors at their last meeting. As always, Gilderland is filled with different activities for seniors. Our calendar is filled with activities for everyone of any age. Our center spread is again devoted to our front page story with colored pictures by Michael Koff of the Stratton VA Hospital and what looks to be a very run-down building on the former Shaker campus. It was the Anley Nurse Home and Soldier On is hoping to make this into a place where homeless veterans can find shelter and help. And this particularly poignant picture was taken by the wife of the veteran that we feature in this story. It's the crime tape 
that was used to mark off her house, and she kept it as, uh, uh, like the song says, a yellow ribbon <laughs> around the old oak tree. It happens to be a pine, but the sentiment's the same. She waited for her husband to come home. Classified ads and dean's lists, lots and lots of students, local kids that are doing well at college, and we congratulate them. And now we get to our saddest pages. We lost some very um, grand people this week. Roger Hannay, who was a leader in business and in his community in Westerlow. Everyone's familiar with Hannay Reels. And um, his wife just had such lovely things to say also about his integrity and what a wonderful husband he was. He's known across the country for his and the whole Hannay real concept of a small business running well in a rural area. We have Margaret Fredrickson, who grew up in Voorheesville, went to high school there, moved to Massachusetts, and her sister sent this in. Her life unfolded. She was a teacher and founded her own preschool. James Henry Leonard, Jr. of Voorheesville, who was, as his wife describes him, a good man, a family man who worked hard all of his life. And finally, we have Mary Jo Doherty here with her husband, who he, she described as his, her best friend for 34 years. Mary Jo was a woman who, in the 14 years she lived in Altamont at the end of her life, did incredible things here. Those plaques you see in front of the buildings, the Museum in the Streets was her initiative. She chaired that committee. She got Keith Lee to write a book about the history of Altamont. She took the massive amounts of treasures the late Roger Keenholtz's historian had left the village and organized them, finding joy in them and making exhibits that taught us about ourselves. Her daughters that I talked to, Teresa and Gabrielle, just had really lovely things to say about their mother. And in the midst of all this, she was someone who was known nationally and traveled internationally on a Fulbright Scholar. She visited with dissident artists in Russia she had a life well lived. After we get through our legal notices, we come to another opinion to liven our pages, and we have Michael Seinberg on the pet intelligence debate. I have a dog, so I know they're smarter. Um, Elizabeth wrote about and talked to this young man, a Farnsworth Middle School student, Logan Altieri, who in the midst of a game with the Siena Saints was able to keep his cool and just sink basket after basket and made it to the callback where he won a large amount of money, um, actually not money, but um, in-kind purchases for Northeastern jewelry, and he thinks he'll buy something for his mom. <laughs> Elizabeth also covered a fire story on Curry Road, a three-car garage burned, but the house, although the siding was damaged, was saved. And Michael Koff is in his glory covering the end of the season. The birds, the Voorheesville birds, two upsets in a row. The girls' basketball team is on their way to the next level, as is no surprise here, the boys' volleyball team. Meanwhile, the Gilderland cheer team, and I love this picture where their arms look like the rafters, 
um, three times, this is the third time, was named champion and is now going on to the state competition where Michael will follow them to Syracuse this weekend. And on our back page, we have the lone BKW runner that made it to the um, qualifiers at UAlbany, as well as we've covered the high hurdler from Gilderland. But the big news and the big picture is for Isabella Bruno, a Gilderland junior, and she qualified in the triple jump, the long jump, and the high jump. So we wish you the best this weekend, Isabella.